Hey everybody, it's Claire and Alicia. Welcome, Welcome back. To <laughs> Indigenous to the kingdom of God, followers of Jesus, living life led by Holy Spirit, desiring to be an altar where his fire falls. We are alternative. Welcome back to alternative. Yes, in part two <laughs> of our Q&A. So, Alicia, how do you sense spiritual warfare? That's where we left off, and I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, when we were talking, we both had a lot to say about this one. Yes. But the first thing that I thought of to try and, like, break this down as simply as I possibly could was babies. When babies are learning how to speak, for example, they're learning, essentially, a new language. Mm-hmm. A language. Okay. And how they hear determines how they verbalize Mm. so what we're doing here with trying to discern Mm -hmm. the spiritual realm yeah the angelic spiritual warfare all of these things Mm -hmm. are you know the discerning of spirits and all that jazz um is that we're actually we're developing new language and i like to call it our sixth sense yeah. Because it is a different kind of sensory awareness. Mm-hmm. And so we literally have to start sensing with mm-hmm. our whole being, inner, outer, eyes, ears, taste, smell, touch, and then gut yes. feelings. Um, and then That's- we that it, all of that sensing and learning to hear in all these different ways that is going to determine how we're able to articulate what we're sensing in the spirit. Mm. Yes. And we have, okay, so I wrote here, it's always been available to us, but we have to tap into it. Mm-hmm. And this is Great. like for babies, it's always been available to them, but they actually have to practice mama, 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 da, 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 da. And then it becomes mama, which turns mm. to mommy, which turns to Hey, mom, get me some milk. (laughs) Yes. Or mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I I hope that wasn't too loud in your ears. But yeah, that's good. It's all about discernment is what you're saying. So how do you sense spiritual warfare discernment? And how do you recognize discernment? To me is another question out of that. And it's really, um, like Alicia said, what are you feeling in your gut? Mm. Like what are you feeling that... Unless you this this was like a gift that you've always had, which I believe God has always given me a strong spirit of discernment. So yeah. I'm learning how to explain discernment because it was very natural to me. Mm. A way to explain like when you feel something in the atmosphere shift, like I would walk into rooms. I think I've even shared this before um, in high school and have to leave because it was like, this wow. just does not feel right. And I mean, like parties or something like, and of course that's not going to feel right. Cause you should <laughs> you most likely shouldn't <laughs> be there, but it's like, you know, you can usually ignore those feelings, but I would like have to leave or I would be around a certain person and just feel like, Ooh, I don't, I don't feel right about that kind of thing. You'll just get like a, you'll just get an uneasy feeling almost. And that's a negative spiritual discernment, like an evil spirit going on in the environment, I would say. Um, But I also think it's important for us to say those are easier to pick up on. Yeah, you're right. Enemy operates out of pride and he wants Mm. to be seen. I learned that through Dan McCollum. And so I just want to say, like, if you're one of those people that like picks up on those eerie feelings really quick, that's 
to me, great. That means that you have a gateway to start shutting down the demonic and start mm. going, Lord Jesus, show me your stuff. Show me your, mm. show me the unknown, show me the positive. Show me what yeah. love is doing, not fear. <laughs> so, so we're talking about like the positives and the negatives of like this discernment thing, right? So I get butterflies in my stomach when, mm. when the Holy Spirit is speaking in a really positive way. And then I get this throw up sensation whenever it is not of God. So like really easy example. Um, when I went to my holistic doctor, um, when I was pregnant with Jonathan, he was like, Hey, I have this like funky little experiment with a magnet or something mm-hmm. and we can determine the sex of your baby. And I was like, no, 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 I want to do that with my husband. He was like, Oh, let me just try it. Then you can see if it's right. And he did it. And he was like, you're having a girl. And I literally almost threw up on the table. No. Yes. My stomach turned so much. And God bless. I think that was also me showing that Jonathan has a sense of discernment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I I knew the second I found out I was pregnant, I was having a boy. I just had that gut feeling. And when he said that, I almost threw up on the table. He's like, no. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is amazing. But that's a great example of, you know, sensing the spiritual aspect of life. So it's really just about practicing awareness. And I know that that practice of awareness, I feel like the new age culture has tried to steal so many good things <laughs> and make them seem weird and keep us from actually practicing this stuff mm-hmm. because it, you know, just seems weird. And if we're doing that kind of stuff or calling it the same things or, you know, just participating and stuff that was really intended for good. Like God tells us to meditate on his word, yep. meditate on him, like look at the things that are pure and lovely. And how do you do that? You have to practice awareness of those things, you know? Yep. And, and so practicing awareness of how your body reacts in certain situations. And then what happens is a good way to start identifying when you are sensing spiritual warfare. So that yeah. goes to tracking. Yes. And that goes to, you know, okay, writing down. And I think this actually leads into one of our next questions that we have. I'm going to see if, Alicia, you have more to say. But this this really leads into another question that we got from someone else. Yeah. Um, but it's really just practicing that awareness and knowing what's going on in your body and knowing, um, you know, what's going on around you. And then most simply... And you guys might laugh at me for even saying this because it seems extremely obvious, (laughs) but asking God, this is answers to so many questions, asking God to make you more aware, asking God to increase your sixth sense that, you know, Alicia was calling it, asking God to increase awareness of the things around you and he'll give it to you because when we ask, we receive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too... Okay. I think too, um, cause like you had mentioned with like the whole new age movement, which I was involved in for a little bit. Um, and they get, they understand that we are supernatural, created supernatural beings in a human body. And that is the gift that God has given us that when he breathed life, life into us, he breathed a supernatural breath into our human bodies so we actually have to take that back from the new age movement. They don't get, they don't get to go run with this. And I also, you know, through acting training, you know, we do a lot of stuff with the breath and the spirit and the soul and all this stuff with the psyche and all that jazz. And God created all that stuff. We got to take it back for ourselves. 
Mm. Um, and this comes with this spiritual awareness. It's not meant to be hokey. It's not meant to be hippy dippy. It's actually just recognizing the way that God created us. Wow, supernatural yeah. beings in a human body. And and actually, Claire, you made this point yesterday. So I'd love for you to talk on this for a second. Um, but you had said, you know, we rely on everyone else to hear from God for us instead of doing yes. it ourselves. Yes, that has <laughs> been a huge, I think that is, that is a huge problem. <laughs> and it's a problem that it just has kind of happened in our church, I think. And you guys can think about this and then form your own opinion. But to me, I think it's happened because church isn't, the way it used to be. I know there was a lot of teaching back in the old, like in the scripture and the Acts days, you know, where you'd have someone speaking and there'd be crowds like Jesus, people would come. Um, but after the Holy Spirit came and you see their church, like people would get a word and the, like someone would start t- talking and the Holy Spirit gave a word, they'd speak up. But now we go to church and we sit and listen to one teacher. They talk to us. And we write our notes, we take notes about what they are saying, and then we go home. And if you're hungry, then you'll do a little bit of homework, you know, and a lot of the time, this is not all churches, but there's never teaching on hearing from Holy Spirit. And it's something you have to figure out on your own. I don't know. It's just, you know, we've not been taught to hear from God. We've been taught to listen to one teacher and trust that that one teacher is telling us the truth instead of seeking and knocking and finding on our own mm. and asking and realizing that when we received Holy Spirit, that we have access to straight to heaven. Exactly. We have access to the heavens. We have access through the throne. That's why the veil was torn so we can enter in on our own individually, personally. Mm. And when we don't hear from God personally, then we get confused. <laughs> yeah. We could easily be confused by the enemy um, because you also don't know to test the spirits. And um, I was literally reading this just, just this morning, and it's simple to test the spirits. All you have to do is figure out or ask, straight up ask, if they profess the Lord as their Savior. And if they mm-hmm. don't, if they don't profess Christ as King, then it's not of the Lord. Um, but we're not taught any of these things on this skill of like, the meeting place, for example, that's a great example. Yeah, we I have never heard to do that before. And it's a simple, st- simple practice. And it had a very profound impact on me. And I think we just need to take back the power that's been given to us through the Holy Spirit, which is access yeah. to God and really um, just enjoy that friendship that we have with Holy Spirit and to hear the Lord's voice on our own and take it back just take it back like that is our right as a child of god Mm -hmm. who's been sealed by his spirit to hear directly from the lord and we don't need anybody else right to hear from him and honestly that 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 goes right into our next question and it'll probably go still with what you're about to say is um i really struggle this is the question i really struggle hearing from god how do you discern his voice over your own desires Mm -hmm. And really, you know, if you can't hear from if you're never taught, like I'm saying, like it's not taught that that you can hear from the Lord. It's something you're almost forced to figure out on your own. Yeah. Um, And if you're not taught, you will confuse your voice. It's easy to confuse your own voice from the Lord's voice. It is. And it's not Mm -hmm. there. I think there's probably feelings on both of those sides. And this is where you're right. What I was going to say does lead into this because, because you went to that meeting place in your imagination. 
Mm, yes, and I know yes. there's somebody out there going like, how do you know that just wasn't your imagination? Well, it was her imagination. God gave True. that to her. God gave that yeah. to her for her to use. Yes. Some people use their imagination for evil or for their own purposes. Some people use their imagination for God. Mm. Everything that exists came out of somebody's imagination. Somebody thought, I need a place to live. I, I need to build a structure that will have a mm-hmm. bed in it so I can sleep at night and running water so my family can go to the bathroom and and wash their hands and cook. Mm, mm. That all came from an imagination. Disney Amen. World came from a man's imagination mm. for families to go have a crazy time mm-hmm. just celebrating life you know and riding rides. I love that you said that too because the people who come up with this stuff are called Imagineers. Yeah. And they right. bring so much life and joy. And that's what God wants us to do is have life and joy through yep. him which comes from access of the, with the Holy Spirit who's inside of you, who allows the access to the Lord's voice. And then you are free wherever the spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. And when you think right. of freedom, I think of peace, joy, yes. happiness, lightness, fun. I think of Disney world. I do. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so, true. But yeah. this is, this is, you know, so specifically, we know it's not of God if it's going to hurt you or somebody else or if it's if it has a, a dark nature to it. Mm-hmm. But I think the real controversy. Chaos. Exactly. That to me has a big impact. If I don't feel peace, if I feel confusion, if I feel chaos. Yes. Which the Lord is none of those things. So. Right. I think the real confusion comes between like when it's God's voice or my voice. Mm-hmm. And our goal is that. That's kind of one and the same. The goal is that we are so much like God that our thoughts become his thoughts. Our will becomes his will. Mm-hmm. I think when you or know his it. His will becomes our will. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse of what I just said. <laughs> but you're becoming like God. I knew what you meant. I just wanted to say <laughs> I hope everybody else <laughs> knew what I meant too. Um, yeah, but I think, I don't know, Claire, elaborate on this a little bit more because I really had a hard time articulating the difference between these too because I've had so many experiences of my voice being wrong but me trying to press my will against God's and then mine being in alignment with God's but I had a hard time articulating so why don't you elaborate on this a little bit more because you had a really cool thing to say about God's character yeah so the one big thing is discerning the Lord's voice against your own is the fact that it all begins with relationship. This is all relational. So as you pursue God, you begin to learn the true nature of the Lord. You learn his character and you learn his patterns and his ways. And that's what the Bible is for. That's where you learn Jesus's patterns and ways and the way he handled things, the way he loved people, um, the way he expressed authority because he was God, the father, son, He was the son of God. Sorry. (laughs) He had authority because he's the son of God. And so you start learning these things. You start learning his character and then you compare. Oh, well, I know his character and I also know my flesh, how I act in the flesh without him. And so then you can easily say, you know, this is the way God would act, but this is how I instinctively want to act. And then you can easily tell the difference between the two because if it's not good and pure and lovely or it's not or if it's something that only God could make up mm-hmm. you know like it's so extraordinary or just so spot on 
Um, or like going back to the meeting place, he sent me to a waterfall. He sent me to Psalm 42, seven, which completely resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Like my mind isn't taking me to Psalm 42. Like I'm right. not taking me to Psalm 42. Like I've read that before at some point because I had actually underlined a verse in there. Um, so at one point in my life, but I don't have that memorized right. at all. And so I'm not sending myself back to Psalm 42. So I know that was the voice of the Lord over my own. Yeah. And that's not a harmful or negative kind of thing, but it's like, I couldn't come up with that perfect verse, you know, like, yes, I did Google it, but I went to it. And then the whole chapter is really what had that profound impact on me. Do you have another another example of his character, Alicia, versus your own flesh or like your own desire to I do something? Do. Um, it's that gonna, is just, like that's clearly God because I know his character. Yeah, it's going to lead into our next question though. Oh, perfect. I don't that's know if great. You want, do you, okay. Yeah, let's um, go. So before before we do jump into that next question, I just want to wrap back around to what we talk about briefly um last podcast the one before about tracking um and being our own investigators and doing detective work <laughs> on yes. the yes um you know we talked about it's the glory of god to conceal the matter and the glory of kings to search the matter out and this is really where your tracking comes into play and i'm going to reference yes. again habakkuk 2 1 through 4 write everything down because it's your job. Like you can find God's patterns in your life. You can find your own patterns in your life and you can find the enemy's patterns in your life. That's good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And again, we did this in acting training. We called it doing the work. And Claire was like, Oh, do you think, you know, that's kind of a weird way to say it, but like, we love doing the work. Like we, that was our fun part of our job, of our job, quote job of being actors was like doing the detective work. That was fun for us. So Think of it as a fun little detective game you're playing in your life as you go around. Oh, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> you know, because this is part of the fun of being a follower of Christ is like getting to be your own little detective of how God's created you. And that's never yes. going to finish because so he's he's created us so intricately. Mm, um, good. Hold on. Before we do move on, that, yeah. yes, that goes back to um, you're being a detective. And so you're back in his word. You're searching him out. You're seeking him out. You're building that true relationship with God. And then that's also bringing Holy Spirit awareness into your life. And so you you start understanding, again, just that God nature versus human nature. Yes. God mindset versus Alicia Clear mindset versus Brittany mindset versus Liz mindset versus Lori mindset. Like you just start becoming aware of what's in your mind and what's of God. You, it's just really to me, discerning your voice, his voice over your own is over your own desire is knowing the true character of God, staying in his word and just building a relationship, just always being constant conversation and prayer, constant communion with God. I think you even yesterday said, or a few days ago when we were talking about this, how you just talk to him all day long. It's never like a prayer time. It's a constant prayer. Like yep. your life becomes one consistent prayer. Yep. And so you've got this alignment with heaven again. I don't know why that's in my mind today. Just like you have access to heaven, to God. 
all day long where it's not like, okay, my thoughts, his thoughts and your thoughts start coming together because your bestie is just continually talking to you. And so (laughs) it's starting to pull you in the right direction as you do that. And so I just um, got a funny little visual when you said that about like the direct line of God, like you guys, like the alien spaceships with like (laughs) the vortex that comes down. It's like that. Like think of the alien spaceship as heaven and God's up there steering the ship. And then he just like this, Jesus is that little light that comes down and you're just like basking in his presence, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And that's your direct communication line. There it is. (laughs) Talk about new age, Alicia. I know, right? You're welcome. (laughs) No, my gosh. Yeah, so that's exactly how we would answer that question, you know, with that little alien beam thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just knowing God's character and then comparing it to what would, what would, how would, you know, comparing it to yourself, like a flesh God, holiness, righteousness versus, you know, what comes naturally to sinful human. Yeah. Does it align? Does it align? Yeah. And then, you know, if you have a specific question, is this my desire? Like, um, does God want me to go uh, to the University of PA? I, I don't even know if that's real. Or <laughs> Pennsylvania Penn State University. What is it? What is it? Yeah, the Pennsylvania State University, Penn State. Yeah. Penn State! Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> or does God want me to go to UNC? You know, like that's hard. Like, how do you discern over that? You know, yeah. and then that goes back to hardcore prayer and tracking. Like yeah. Alicia said too, that tracking piece is so important. Um, just praying and having that constant conversation with God, knowing and then it goes back to the sixth sense, sense as well. Like your awareness, your physical awareness of how you're feeling when you say, to me, this always helps. Just like make a decision, even if, it's, if even if it's not like you're completely signing off on it. Like, okay, question with the university: which university am I supposed to go to? Make a decision. Like, say I'm supposed to go to UNCW, and then feel how you feel. Like, do you feel sick to your stomach, or do you feel the butterflies? That's just an example. You might yeah. not feel those feelings, but it's almost like commit to something tentatively, but actually like commit to it, and then prayerfully if you're in that constant communion with the lord you're gonna feel something yeah that's something i had a student who did that but they like legit committed like sent their paperwork in and everything and they were like i am just so unsettled about the decision and i was like you can always change it and they did and they went they had complete peace when they chose the other one and and it was yeah as long as it's not gonna hurt anybody make the decision in your mind and then just see what god what what he reveals in you the holy spirit starts to stir in you but I think the answer to that question is relationship with God and learning his character. Long yeah. way to get back to that answer, but <laughs> there you go. So I think our, is this our final question, Alicia? We have two more. Two more. Okay. We have our, the favorite external word that we've received. So like a word from somebody else for our yeah. life. Okay. And so this was kind of like a good segue, my example, because like, <laughs> I'll just tell the story. You'll you'll understand. Um, So I have been walking away, not away from the Lord, but I was walking away from the Lord. I was very much caught up in like a lot of the new age stuff. I still believed in God. I was still talking to God every day, but like I definitely had one foot in the world and one foot, you know? Yeah. And so I very much was like, I don't need a man to make me happy I if I want to live with a guy I will but I'm not going to get married I'm not going to have kids I'm just going to be career focused career driven 
Um, and I would twist it so it sounded really good to everybody else around me. But like I knew and my closest friends knew I really wasn't going to be living a holy life. So um, because I had this, you know, idea of like, I don't need to get married. I can live with a guy, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I, I had given my life back to Christ and my friend invited me to this church service. I had never been to this church before. Um, I went and the pastor was, was preaching to his congregation about families. And he said, you know, some of you, a lot of you in this room, he was really preaching, I think, to his congregation as a whole, um, are serving your families only, but God has actually called you to go outside the walls of your family. And the Lord very specifically said to me, it is the opposite for you. You are called to family. And I just immediately began to weep. It was like he took his will for me to be married and have a family and shoved it into my heart. And it hurt, but it also was so exciting because it was just this new, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a wife and a mom. And I was, for the first time, really, maybe that ever that I remember excited about that. Wow. So fast forward maybe two weeks, maybe, and I was going to this church um, who was, I didn't know it, but kind of in a mini revival. My friend and I went for almost a year, every Friday night, Wednesdays if they had it, Saturday nights if they had it. We would dance in the back of the church. Um, <laughs> Mike fun. told me later, the first time he ever saw me was at that church dancing in the back. And he's like, who are those weird girls dancing in the back? <laughs> oh, uh, we haven't <laughs> met yet. He just saw me. Um, but I went there. I went up for prayer. And this guy who maybe I had met two times, just literally, hi, shook hands, whatever. But, like, we knew nothing about each other. I went up for prayer, and he was praying. And then all of a sudden, he, like, looked up with this kind of, like, his his he was scowling, but he looked at me like he was about, he <laughs> was like, he didn't want to say what he was about to say, but he said it anyway. And he went, you want to be a wife? <laughs> and it was like I got punched in the gut. I keeled over. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was like the Holy Spirit punched me. This groan came out of my mouth. Oh it my was God. so alarming to me. I, I dropped to my knees. I was still holding his hand. So he went down to the floor with me and he started like speaking over me all this stuff about like the Lord just put this desire in your heart, but it was actually your desire all along. And he's giving this to you and you're going to be a wife and you're going to have a family and all this stuff. And I was weeping wow. and I'm like, Oh, this weird, crazy sound is coming out of my mouth, which I'm telling you that's biblical too. The moans and groans of the Holy spirit. Yes. I was experiencing it for the first and quite literally the only time I've ever experienced that. Um, <laughs> and let me tell you, none of that was my desire. At least I didn't realize it was. But that was God's will for my life. And he he literally forced it into my gut. And it became this, like, I was obsessed. I was like, where's my husband? Where is he? Which one is Wow. Is like, and he was staring yeah. at you dancing like a weirdo in the back. This time exactly. groaning like and a I freak. Didn't even know. Just <laughs> he was playing That's drums at I was in the back, like, we didn't even know each other, and there it was, and um, so I just, like, I just used that example to say, like, it became my desire, it didn't start that way that I know of, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it clearly was in God's eyes, I didn't see the big picture, 
Um, but it also, that came with some painful things. I had to choose once I met Mike, I gave up two performing jobs. Actually, I think it might've been three for our marriage because it would not have been a healthy start to our marriage if I would have taken those jobs. Yeah. It would have attached me really unhealthily to my career. And I was trying to walk a righteous path for my husband and for what God had taught me. And so it came with, it came with pain and God never promises us an easy walk. Um, but the beauty of all of that is that every time I asked, okay, specifically when it came to, so, you know, I got these words that I was going to become a wife. Mm-hmm. I got married. Then I have a choice between career or mar- healthy marriage. And every time that I would be like, I'm going to choose the career. It came with so much turmoil in my marriage. It just like, cause I did this thing that you had suggested, you know, make a commitment one way or the other. Yeah. I would get really g- aggressive and angry and very self-centered. And Mike would be like, who the heck are you? Yeah. He would be really hurt because he would think, you know, I thought you were committed to our marriage. Yep. When I would choose marriage, it was like so life-giving. Mm. I would breathe easy. I would have joy. I would be God focused. I would get crazy revelations for myself, for our family and our marriage had peace. Yeah. And that is truly like, I love that you gave that challenge to everyone about like make a commit one one or the other and see how it goes. Yeah. Because that's kind of testing the spirits, right? That's kind of testing. Yeah, yeah. So I would say so. It is. I mean, you could, I mean, I'm not saying you have to make that decision and go tell somebody. I mean, just personally make that exactly. decision yeah. and meditate on it with God. Yeah. And one, there was something I want to go back to something you said in the middle of that. You said that God gave you that desire yeah. to be a mom. And that goes back to the Bible verse that God will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And that explains that verse so much. And I think there are things that God, like it doesn't matter to him. It's just, just whatever makes you, you know, something that makes you happy. Like, who knows? This is a stupid example, but like, <laughs> I really want a puppy Lord. <laughs> and then it works out. Like it doesn't look like it can work out, but then you end up being able to get a puppy because something <laughs> happens and it works out. But I'm saying like, this is a big, like, God Big gave, God forced that desire in your heart yep. because it was his desire for you. Yeah, exactly. Like you began to desire what he wanted. Right. Because he saw it, a bigger picture yes. than I did. And yeah. so that desi- that scripture, that is explained in that example perfectly. Mm. You'll, you know, he will give you the desires of your heart. Like you never wanted to be a wife. Right. You've told me you never wanted to have kids. Yep. And then all of a sudden he punched you in the gut, Holy Spirit. <laughs> And now your desire of your heart is to be married and to have kids or whatever. Maybe not at that exact moment, but marriage was the first start. Like he gave you his desire, Yeah, you know? And so that's an interesting way to like explain that scripture. If that's ever, you know, resonated with someone in a way that's like, well, I'm asking for all these things that I want and I'm not getting them. Right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then also, I want to go touch on this, too, because I felt like God was saying there's somebody out here who also isn't resonating with what Alicia's saying or what we're saying as far as what's the most profound external word that you've gotten, which is we're using external word as a word from someone else. They've never received a word. Mm. And they're like, well, why haven't I received a word? And that to me goes back to that silly thing of ask and you shall receive. It's not silly at all, but we forget to do that. So if you've never experienced a word, if a stranger has not come up to you 
Um, and, or even you know, a friend. Or a friend. Yeah. A friend or someone at your church or you're just not experiencing that. Yeah. Ask for it because God will gladly give you that encouragement. Yes. Like he will. I mean, just really ask and believe that he'll deliver that for you. So That's if there's, so good, there's somebody out there that has not ever received something because it's really impactful when someone comes up to you and gives a word. Mm-hmm. Very. I mean, it's very impactful. And then when someone does give you a word, remember <laughs> to take it back to scripture and pray on it for yourself. Um, and don't get obsessed with this word. Bring it to the Lord first. And this is just advice from learning on my end. You know, don't obsess over any words that someone else has given you. Pray about it and seek with your own ears what the Lord has to say about it. You yeah. know, that's, um, good. J- that's just a little bits of wisdom because <laughs> it's very very easy to get obsessed with or get really gung-ho and then the timing be 20 years from now yeah you know and totally. the lord doesn't want you to lose hope so go back to him and personally ask him about it after you receive this word you're asking for because you're going to get one yes amen. what's yours <laughs> then, claire um well mine is and i'm going to keep this brief because we are really getting through this um, because we love stories, but I'm just going to, I'm not even going to elaborate on the story, but um, the one of the most impactful was also a family kind of thing. Like yours is all about family as far as getting married and how God changed your heart. And mine is also about the family. Um, someone was praying over us at one point and they told us that they saw a fire over our house mm. and um, that this fire meant the Holy Spirit was there and that people were going to come into our home and experience the Lord. And that, to me, just rocked my world because I think that's amazing. Like my husband has a gift of hospitality. And I think a lot of people think hospitality gifts for only women. But he is very about like serving people and making them feel welcome. It's really kind of cool because he's a realtor. <laughs> cool. but, um, yeah, so he has that gift. So it really aligned with like some of our gifts, you know, and um, it, we also saw an attack of the enemy shortly after we, we received that word because Hurricane Florence came through and a giant tree fell on our home and we were out of our house for nine months. So and, and part of the reason why we were out is because we were actually able to do some renovations, make it accessible for Gabby, which was a huge deal. We had some doors widened and stuff. So the Lord actually used what the enemy was gonna, was taking for so much destruction and harm and turned it into this far better thing for us. And um, you meant that literally, right? You what? You actually widened the width of the doors in your house. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was what like, did I wow. Say? That was so. Well, you said the doors were widened, and I was like, oh, that's so profound. Ooh, and then I was very like, spiritual. Wait. <laughs> she meant that literally. Maybe because people, honestly, we've had more Both. people in our home now. Like we're wow. hosting a Bible study. We've, you know, met new friends this year, and they've come to our home, and we've got to um, just serve them dinner and stuff. And we plan to do more of that. Like it started rolling, and then <sighs> Corona hit, where we've had mm. to do social distancing and then now you know no groups get larger than 10 and now like shelter in place so it's very interesting about almost like the attack on this will for our home and our family um but we break that off in jesus name because as soon as we're out of this it's gonna explode you know well um but i just i loved that word for our family and i just desire that and that was also like i never really desired that in the past for like our home to be like an in and out kind of thing. Cause to me as a mother of young children, that meant more responsibility for me, like more cleaning oh, the house yeah. more. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, we want to right. take good care of our stuff. Right. And so it meant more responsibility of making sure the house was tidy and, to a certain extent, right. uh, making right. sure there's food and drinks or whatever, just being more like 
responsible <laughs> than I had to be, be in the past. You know, it's just right. more. It's just more. It's just more. And so um, I didn't really I just saw that as a wow, that's a lot of work until we received this word. And then God's desire became my desire wow. and my husband's desire. And so I think it's very powerful when God gives you external words like that. And then what happened for your kids when you were all at home? Whatever. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, dang, you know, after we finally, listen, this is so good. Okay. So finally we moved back into our home that, you know, the enemy destroyed there from the hurricane. Um, And we'd only been in our house for a while and God had put on my heart that word again. And then also the baptism of fire. Um, And so I'm starting to pray like, Holy Spirit, you know, I want the Holy Spirit fire. Come on, Holy Spirit. So this particular day, I was praying that hardcore. And the day went on and I was, you know, with my kids and Asher and Colby were bickering or something. And I just literally cupped my face, covered my face. And I'm going to do that so you can hear me. But I covered my face. Asher was probably four feet in front of me. Colby the same leaned on our island and I was like, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, please help me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And the next thing I know, our fire alarm is going <laughs> off. And our, y'all, I had never heard this fire alarm. This was a new fire alarm. Okay. It literally was saying fire, 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 fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I didn't pick up on anything. I like take my kid. Gabby was asleep in the back bedroom and the fire <laughs> alarm that was going off was near her room. And so I'm like, Asher, Colby, go outside. I'll be right there. Stay outside. Don't come back in. Cause I'm like, I don't smell fire. I don't smell fire. Like, what is this? What is this? And so I get them to go outside. Colby's like, come on, Asher. She grabs his hand and she takes him out like a ball. <laughs> She's four. She was three. At this, I think. Yeah, oh she gosh. was still three then. And she takes them outside. And, and so they're waiting for us. And then I go back. I'm like sniffing. I'm like, and we have a carbon monoxide thing. And that's totally different. So I was like, okay, I would have to smell it. And I sneak back. I run, not sneak back. I run to Gabby's room. And I open the door. And I'm like expecting to see this fire or something. And I'm just like scared. And there's nothing. And Gabby literally slept through all this commotion. Of that <laughs> oh, my gosh. I come back out. And like I get this peace. I'm like, God, you are ridiculous. And I remember that I've been praying for the Holy Spirit fire. And he literally set off the fire alarm. Amazing. I love it. Like, talk about God's humor. Yes. I love it. It's so fun. And, like, after I calmed down, I was, like, sweating. <laughs> and the sweetest thing was that Gabby stayed asleep. Like, yeah. God knew I needed Gabby to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, okay. And then I brought my kids in. And this was such a powerful moment. I laid my hands on them. It was like, Holy Spirit, baptize them in your fire. And just thank you for this house and baptize our home in the fire of God. And just, I was like, just really in, like I was in it. And so then my kids kind of like, okay, what's mommy doing? But they received (laughs) it. They stood there and let me do it. And I don't know. I just thought it was so awesome. It was awesome. Oh, I love it. That was a great word for our family too. Fire, fire. This is great. This is God's humor. He punched forced his will into my life <laughs> he set your fire alarms off yes yes god you are so good so good mm-hmm. well i think we need to wrap it up alicia but that is so I fun like i really appreciate these deep questions and getting to dive in with our listeners and i just um i think we'll just pray you guys out and alicia i do i did mention a question that i wanted you, you to answer on our oh, live yeah. and that but i want you to answer it in the midst of your prayer Great. I love it. Okay. 
And the question is, is what's your favorite name for Holy Spirit? Mm. And I'll answer mine in the prayer as well. And you can see if you pick up on it. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) Father God, thank you so much for these deep questions. And Lord, I pray that you, um, your voice came out of ours and that this was helpful to someone, even if it was Mm. just one person. God, I pray that they um, start to encounter you on new levels. I pray that the spirit of truth just goes into their minds and that their minds are cleared and filled only with you, Lord, because you are truth and you are love and you are not chaotic. You are but peace and love and joy and all the fruits. If we need to know what you are, look at the fruits of your spirit. Lord, we just praise your name and just thank you for um, your resource of scripture Thank you for tearing the veil, Lord, so that we could access you, Father, and that we can um, hear your voice on our own and that we are your children, that we are your children, Father, and that you want us to experience you. You want us to have these encounters with other people speaking on your behalf for us, God, and we also want to be those people. So, God, I pray you pour into us so that we can pour out, Lord. And I, I just ask you right now to um, increase our spiritual awareness. Lord, take off our glasses, our blindness, yeah. heal our blindness, open mm-hmm. our ears, turn on our ears, turn on our um, senses of you, like when you're around so that we can feel your presence. We want to feel more of your glory. Lord, I know I personally want to feel all of your glory, Father. We want to experience you. And another thing, Lord, that I think stops us from really experiencing you is um, the fear of what other people think of us, Lord. Um, we don't want to look weird or we want we don't want to sound weird or we don't we're just nervous about how we might come off to someone else. So God, I just break that off. I break that stronghold mm. off self for Alicia, for our oh, children, yeah. for every single listener that is um, in the sound of our voice right now and for their families, God. That mm. this should not even Lord at all. We do not need to worry about looking dignified. We only need to worry about being dignified for you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I just also want want to shout praise that the internet has worked for us for this hour and a half. Praise you, God. You are so good. Lord Jesus, I just, um, as Claire was praying, I just like had a vision of ocean waves. And Mm. um, I remembered uh, a pastor just going over the congregation and just like your, your power just like coming out in that moment. Mm. And I just like, I just felt that so strongly and I just, I do that for our people listening right now, just that your Holy Spirit, your pneuma breath would just wash over them. Um, pneuma, you are the one within us. You are our breath. The Greek word in the Bible, pneuma means breath. And that is the synonymous word for Holy Spirit that I love so much because when the Lord, when you breathed life into us, you you gave us this supernatural quality that we'll never be able to shake, but we have the choice to live in it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I just declare life. I I pray that everyone would start doing the work. They'd start showing up. They'd start realizing this incredible gift that you have given to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because you made us and you breathe life so we could live it with you, period. End of story. I love you so much. Wash over us with your blood and with your water and with your word. We love you. I declare peace. I declare joy. I declare 
presence, your presence within us, around us, over us, under us, beneath us, beside us, in us and out of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, Jesus. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. And I receive that, Alicia. And we receive it for y'all. Yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. We'll catch you next week. Hey, Alternative Nation. If you like what you're hearing and want to see our content reach more people across the world, please give us five stars and leave a comment. You can also support by sharing the podcast with your family and friends and find us on social media at Alternative 2020. And pray for us. If you'd like to bring our campfire conversations to your church, event, community, or anywhere else, send us an email at alternative2020 at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. Yes, and share the good news of what Christ is doing in your life and others and how he's impacting the world around you. Thanks for joining us today on Alternative.